Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to this Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Sked and I'm joined by Scott Kelly, producer, editor, creator of Stonewaller, a magazine that will give a platform to Scotland's creatives both on and off the pitch. Thanks for coming on, Scott. How is it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Um, just trying to get the, the magazine off the ground. Um, so, yeah, midway through the Kickstarter, so it's going well. We'll just jump straight into a Kickstarter is underway to raise funds for issue one. Could you tell the listeners a bit about the magazine and what they can expect from it? Yeah, um, so I think when I first started with the idea of Stonewall magazine, it was about trying to provide a, a platform for just Scottish football and, and guys within both music and football a chance to be heard. I think I, I liked the work of Mundial. Soccer Bible, um, Gaffer Magazine, and, and how they sort of gave a, gave a platform to guys to, to talk about other stuff as opposed to just being a footballer. Mm. Um, I think the main one would be Hector Bellerin. Um, just sort of seeing him sort of blossom from a football player to, to someone who's like almost like an activist for, for different things. He's, he's been in Paris Fashion Week and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, that's, that's the upper echelons. I'm not saying that we're, we're going to provide that to people, but if, if we can give a a person or a player a chance to get to somewhere that they're not at the minute um, from our work. That, that's kind of what we're looking to do. In issue one, what are the sorts of things that people will find? Um, so we've we've tried we've tried, like I said, to, to cross the bridge between between music and football. So uh, we've got a series of interviews with players throughout the Scottish the Scottish pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Greg Lee at Aberdeen down to Paul Gallagher at Pollock. Um, so that's that's on the football side. 
um, and we've tried to put them in, in sort of their streetwear and let them, like I said, express themselves from from the fashion and talk about what they like to wear, talk about who they're, who they're listening to and stuff like that. And then on the music side, um, it's about putting the, the guys in, in music in Scotland in, in football kits and letting them talk about football, just to, like I said, bring it all together and bridge the gap between music and football. But we've also got other stuff uh, in issue one. Um, we've got a culture culture club, it's called, uh, and I, I wanted to take something within Scotland that's not football music, but sort of connected to both. So we chose Barbaran for this one because I think it's quite a big thing in Scotland. Like, yeah, the sort of grooming guys, like if, if they're on Sky Sports, they like to have a fresh haircut and stuff like that. So um, we, we went out to Stirling to Freehounds Barber Club, talked about Barbaran, the, the impact it has in Scotland, talked a bit about Stirling Albion and stuff like that. And we also done a, a column on part-time football with Danny Denham, who I think you're, you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's obviously got Lolly Gramblings, which is another um, element of the Scottish football landscape within uh, journalism. He does a great job. So it was just about kind of pulling back the curtain on, on lower league football and part-time football and just letting people understand the, the demands and the strains it causes, causes on part-time players that maybe they don't know about. So quite a lot in Stonewall in number one, but um, yeah, it's quite exciting. Yeah, going back to what you were saying about giving players a platform to talk about their music fashion, their, their likes. Because yeah, when you... When you read interviews with footballers, whether it's in depth uh, or it is just like a quick post-match or pre-match interview, it's either focusing on the game itself or kind of their career. It's never really about them themselves in terms of what they like outside of football. Very rarely you, you get uh, they get that chance to have that voice. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that was that was one thing that I wanted to tap into and, and sort of offer because I, I don't think in Scotland we have that in the minute. Obviously. Um, Nutmeg is is a, a big publication in Scotland, but it's it's a, it's about the writers. Obviously, you've you've done a piece pieces for them before yourself, Joe. So you mm. know all about it. But there's not a lot of football player interviews within it. So it was just about being that platform for players just to talk about that stuff and and let, letting fans off like Forfar and Breakin and Abroth see their players and let them know their personalities. Because I think especially at that level. Guys come in for maybe a season and they get kind of lost amongst all, like 16 signings that summer and stuff. So it's just about letting fans of Scotland, Scottish players, hear their players' personalities really. Um, so that's what we really wanted to, to offer. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's certainly an untapped avenue because you look at it, there's there's plenty there's there's plenty for Scottish football fans to get their uh, kind of teeth into from stuff like uh, Sports Sound to our podcast or TV show, Open Goal, Nutmeg, Lower League Ramblings, uh, lots to read. But it is the one, probably the one avenue that isn't really touched on because there's so many stories within Scottish football, but they don't really go down and and, and explore this route. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... So again, like I said, it was just obviously in issue one we've got Callum Tappen who plays for Forfa, um, but he's been at he's been at your club Hearts. He's been he's had an interesting career. He was he's obviously started off at Spurs, played in the same team as Harry Kane and stuff like that. So um, I, th- I think guys like Forfa supporters probably won't know that. Um, so it's just about offering fans of that that ilk the chance to to, to hear Callum's story like told from him. So I think even um, I gave Telfer a magazine 
um, to to read. And he uh, he, he said he enjoyed the, the, the Cam Tapper interview because it was interesting to learn about his his moves and his motives throughout his career this far. Because himself, I th- felt he, he made some strange moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously both myself, Cam Tapping and Telford coming from a similar area in Falkirk, uh, he always kind of kept tabs on him like I did. So it was just about um, letting, letting people know his story. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's essentially what we're trying to do. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Telford and issue Robert Borfick as well, and they put yeah. some screenshots in, in our group chat. And then, of, of course, on Twitter as well, people have kind of been uh, been sharing stuff and obviously the, the magazine itself with the, uh, the, the snippets. You see, the big thing that screams out is it looks so fucking cool. The magazine yeah. just looks it looks really cool. So, tell me about a, a bit about the actual makeup of the magazine in terms of illustration, font, and stuff. What was what was uh, kind of who's on board and what was the thinking behind it all? Well, I can't take too much credit for that. So basically, it was like a massive chain uh, that started off because I, I was in London last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met Sam Diss at Monday. I don't know if you know Sam. Um, so I met Sam, and it was a massive chain that led me all the way to. Uh, Neil Smiley at 4, uh, 427 in Glasgow. I don't know if you know there. That it rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, I think they've they, they done the, the the design for Six Yard Box in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Been. Yeah, so um, that it led me to, to Neil and he pretty much, I just gave him all the stuff, all the all the photos that I've done with Connor Stewart, who's a photographer, and all my articles. And he just, he just pieced it all together, so I can't take too much credit for that. But... Um, no, it, it does look fantastic. Um, I don't think I, I expected it to look look that good. And I think I don't think people um, will realise how, how good it does look until they properly get their hands in it and they get to, to flick through it because um, it does look pretty pretty cool, even if I say so myself. <laughs> yeah, the, the big one that stuck out for me was David Moyle. I think that that photo, the, the photo shoot there, looks really. It just looks really cool, kind of eighties vibe to it. The one thing I thought about it when I was I was kind of Stranger uh, Stranger Things season two when yeah. when I seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because um, I think as well, like a lot of the well, pretty much every photo shoot was masked island as well. And I thought with with David Moyle playing for Hamilton, M um, and D's would be a, a pretty cool place to shoot. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the lights and stuff and I, I've got a PlayStation hoodie in my wardrobe so I thought I'd be perfect for it so um, I, it, it just came out, came together pretty well um, and then Neil, uh, Neil, Neil Smelly at 427 brought it together even, even further so yeah it's a, it's a, it's a good, good one What about the articles and the writing is a lot of it done by yourself or is there a, a, a real mix of writers and There's quite a few features from, from different people um, I, I conducted pretty much all of the, the interviews uh, and wrote sort of the, those features. Um, I also wrote uh, a feature on on Pollock, like I done a sort of joint feature with with Pollock for Club and, and their captain Paul Gallagher. Um, so I, I don't know all those, but there's there's a guy Alex Marr, one of my friends. He's done a, a feature on Motherwell's potential new stadium, mm-hmm. and also uh, the SPFL sponsorship struggles. Um, so we he, he sort of pitched the idea of the Tim Hortons Premiership. Um, so it's, it's a pretty interesting read. That one's also on our website, um, so you can read up on that as well. But um, a guy, Ross Kilvington, wrote for us. Uh, Barley Nimmo, who's based in London, who's worked for, for Mundial um, as well. So a few different writers. Um, obviously, Danny Denham done a, done a feature with us. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a, a real blend of, of people, not just myself rambling on. 
So about yourself on the Kickstarter website, you describe yourself as just a bored chartered accountant looking to do something creative within my field of passion, Scottish football. What led you to do this this magazine? Um, so yeah, like you said, I was I was a char- I'm a chartered accountant. Um, I went down to London last last summer, like I said, to actually learn to be a barber. Um, that was that okay. kind of got, got me through, and then met Sat. You know, um, sporting club, the Mundial, the football team. Mm-hmm. So I, tra- I just trained with them, and that's how I met Sam and stuff like that. And I think I was just at one of the training sessions, and I just had a, a kind of epiphany to myself, and I thought, n- nothing, nothing really in Scotland is doing what Mundial is doing. So I thought, I, I was, I was very ambitious at that point to say I, I'm going to fill that void myself. So um, I spoke with Sam about it. He gave me some tips. He actually mentioned nutmeg to me at that stage. I had I'd never heard of it actually at that point. Um, so I came up came up the road after that, saw nutmeg, and I was kind of more relaxed when I seen nutmeg because it's we're kind of the antithesis to, to nutmeg, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it, I think it was just wanting to fill a void that, that wasn't there in Scotland um, in in the first place, and, and just try to really be something else that's, that's not that's not present like I said the antithesis to, to nutmeg so going on to the, the magazine itself and the, the the fundraiser so at the time of recording you're well on your way to reaching the goal of 2750 it's just under 2100 and there's still 14 14 days to go so what yep. are the what are the plans when you reach and even go over that goal what would you like to see happen I think it's just about um, finding our our market with it. Um, when this the magazine that we have, we've sat on it pretty much the, the entirety of lockdown. We're maybe waiting to see if the guys, like if if the season came back, so the players went back to training and could share the magazine and stuff like that between them between themselves and between their teammates at training and matches and stuff. Uh, but obviously that never happened, so it came to the point where we just put it out. Um, but we were going to make a ma- make the magazine ahead of the Scotland qualifier and just try and take it to Hamden and, and sell as many copies as we could. Really, mm-hmm. uh, so with that being called off, it meant that we could we could do the Kickstarter instead, and so we kind of changed our approach. Um, so it's just about finding our our market and, and finding a customer base with the Kickstarter as well as get getting the money to to, to fund the printing cost of it essentially. Um, and obviously, with 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 the Kickstarter in place, that there's a a tier that you can you can sign up for future issues. So it's just about kind of garnering an interest in our magazine and and, and building up a, a a kind of customer base and, and building up subscribers for future issues. Really, that, that was I think that's the main element of the Kickstarter, as well as obviously letting letting ourselves fund fund the printing costs. On that customer base, you can mention it there. With regards to the players sharing amongst themselves, you look at it and you read it, and it's something that I think will get a lot of buy-in from players because of the way it's put together and it allows them to express themselves and talk about talk about interests other than simply maybe just football. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing that we're looking to hopefully get is is players coming to, to us in in future because obviously with with us being independent and with that being um our, our issue one, it's obviously us us reaching out to to players and stuff like that. But once it gets to a point of maybe two or three issues down the line, 
I'm hoping for players to, to come to us and ask us to, to be featured in it because of what it can offer and, and the like the, the questions that we can ask them um, and, and let them kind of portray themselves in a different light to what people may conceive them as at the minute uh, or just if, if they're kind of not as, as well known just to let them to let them be heard. So I think that's that's a big thing for us. And on the music music theme, what I take it just open to all kind of genres, whether it's people who are uh, well known within Scottish uh, Scotland or just up and coming. So I think the the, the music scene and, and the, the full kind of subculture we're taking this down is the kind of hip hop, trap, drill music, that kind of thing. So if you're looking at the like just for big names in the UK, I'd say maybe Skepta, Dave, uh, J Huss, and then America maybe Playboy Carti, Chris Brown, Travis Scott, that kind of thing. Um, and letting people talk about that, that kind of those kind of genres. Um, I think the, there's a, a big like band um, subculture within Scotland, like guys like uh, Social Recluse and stuff like that. Um, there's a big band culture, so it's just about offering something different uh, and letting people talk about different different genres uh, in that kind of field. Um, so I think as as long as long as people are on even on tour in Scotland. I think we can we can speak to them. Um, so I, I don't think there's a, a glass ceiling on 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 the music side of it. Looking ahead to future issues and plans, I've seen a tweet about photo shoots for when clubs release their yeah. tops and doing something around that. So with that's that's kind of idea. What what kind of ideas do you have going forward or, or like to explore? Uh, I think it's just. Seeing, I remember um, last summer, the, the kind of two ends of the spectrum, obviously Celtic launched a kit um, with Soccer Bible, I think it was. Um, and I, met, I just remember Falkirk's kit launch, and I think there was a big build-up to it, and it ended up just being Gregor Buchanan and Michael Tidzer at the training ground, just mm. like no real imagination behind it. Um, so I think it was just about us bringing a kind of creative, more fashion influx to, to kit launches and, and giving teams something, something different as opposed to just seeing the player in, in the, at the training ground just grass behind them kind of thing just providing a more professional creative photo shoot for them mm-hmm. and I think obviously maybe more higher up but clubs like when they make a new kit they like to have a story behind it and it's just about letting people read about the, the meaning behind a new kit if it's like a, a retro one or if it's futuristic, that kind of thing. Um, so it's just about, again, just offering clubs a platform that's maybe not there at the minute to, to have, I don't know, a, a more fashion 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 shoot as opposed to just a, a kit launch. Issue one and then when if you heat, uh, reach your reach your goal, when will issue two and three, how, how will that follow? Have you thought about that in terms of when? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think this year, the, the intention is to lead up to quarterly issues. Um, okay. I think it'll just be 2020 would be two issues, 2021 would be three, and then 2022 would be the quarterly and then, and then take it from there. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's the plan. Um, I, don't, I don't think, obviously, the, the current pandemic would have too much of an uh, impact on that. I think we could still, we could still do it. Um, a second issue later this year. Obviously, like I said, we've been sitting on this issue from the start of lockdown. So, um, but I don't like we've got a few people lined up already for issue two. So, 
um, I don't see it being a, a big deal. And how have you found feedback? Because there's been a lot of, uh, certainly a lot of positive feedback just judged by Twitter. Have you had feedback from the likes, uh, likes of Callum Tapping or David Moyle, the people you've, uh, Greg Lee, people you've interviewed as well? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, it's all been positive. It's, uh, it's actually really humbling to, 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 to receive. Um, and then obviously the reaction on Twitter has been, been uh, magnificent. Like it's, every time I pick up my phone, there's, there's a new tweet or something on, on Instagram that I need to sort of reply to. And it's, I probably need to employ a social media person going forward because it's too much. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's been really humbling um, and really, really good. So, um, and obviously just being a, a kind of independent magazine, it's, it's really nice to hear. So um, it's just about letting people get their hands in it, hopefully as soon as possible and, and letting them read it for themselves. So, Absolutely. It's going back to it, just even without even reading it, you just, it's just something you'd like to just have. And, yeah. uh, and flick through well it's on your, uh, your your bedside table your kitchen table whatever, wherever and a lot of it is just the, the imagery and the colour which is uh, which makes it stand out from any other publication within Scottish football No absolutely I think that was that was that was one thing that I wanted to, to have with it because um, that, that's half the reasons that I buy magazines is just just for almost like an ornament um, mm. If people if people don't don't read it, I won't take too much offence. If it, if it's just something they want to have, then you know, that's absolutely fine. But um, no, that, that that is one thing that I wanted to have with it is is all about the imagery, the illustrations. We've got we've got a couple of illustrations in there. Um, that's, that's done by uh, Ali Byrne and Shannon Marriott. I don't know if you know the names, but we've done one like a like cartoon Henrik Larson and a cartoon Joe Rebo, um to to kind of touch on the old form as well. So. Um, there is something for, for pretty much every every fan in, in Scotland. Brilliant. Well, Scott, thanks very much for taking the time to speak to me and we'll certainly do our best to um, encourage encourage listeners to pledge, subscribe to the magazine because, again, I always come back to it. It just looks so fucking cool and mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to, to reading it. I would suggest for anyone interested go to kickstarter.com and find uh, scott and stonewaller magazine or you can find them on twitter instagram check them out and uh, i don't think you'll be just disappointed by what you see sports social podcast network with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.